It's Monday, everybody, and we have the NCLEX task of talking about multiple myeloma. If you ever struggled with this topic in nursing school and you want to get it understood, welcome. This is MM, Multiple Myeloma, Monday Motivation. We are going to dominate this topic. It will literally just take me a few minutes and you will have everything you need to know to pass your NCLEX on the subject. And if you want to continue studying with me after this live, oh, maybe you don't know who I am. My name is Regina Callion and I am the lead instructor here at remarnurse.com. And I'm happy that you are attending this quick NCLEX review. But again, if you wanna keep going after we talk about multiple myeloma, I encourage you to get into my full NCLEX review course, which has the amazing price, not $200, not $300 that most NCLEX reviews are going for, but my course is just $89. And it is a four-week program that includes not only my full lectures plus my question bank. And if you are preparing for next-gen NCLEX, and you like doing the case studies and you like doing the bow tie questions and the content for next-gen NCLEX, you can find all of that in my NCLEX review course. If you want to see if you like it and you want to get started right away, just go ahead to my website, remarnurse.com and click on the free trial of my review course so that you could get started. How does that sound? All right, so if you are ready for today's topic of multiple myeloma, how many people are excited about this topic? <laughs> multiple myeloma. I will be diving deep into this card. I'm, I'm really, I'm really like just so happy that you're here and to share this topic with you. I'm just gonna get into it because this topic, mm, so wonderful. Here we go. So multiple myeloma begins now. All right, now multiple myeloma, when you look this up in a textbook, this is what you're gonna find. The neoplastic development of plasma cells that produce a monoclonal immunoglobulin defines multiple myeloma. Isn't that just like a mouthful and mind boggling? What does that even mean? Let me remarred this thing for you. Plasma cells, inside of the bone marrow become out of control and they crowd out the other important things that are made in the bone marrow. That's essentially multiple myeloma. You have everything you need to understand the topic. The plasma cells inside of the bone marrow, they go crazy. They become out of control and they begin to push out the other important things that are made in the bone marrow. Now, I'm asking you this question. What other things are made in the bone marrow? That's what you say. What are the other things made in the bone marrow? Because if you know that, then multiple myeloma is going to click for you. So this is how we pass NCLEX. Again, it is not by us doing just random practice questions in a question bank. It is by us sitting down and discussing a condition. And then later on, we're going to do questions based off of what we learned about that condition. Okay. So other things, this is the question that I'm asking you to think about. We're talking about bone marrow because it is a huge part of the multiple myeloma condition. So what other things are made in the bone marrow? I see some great answers on the screen. If you just, if you don't know, just say, I don't know. And that's a, that's also a really great answer because it means that you are learning something today. And that is the purpose of attending class with me every Monday. So what are the other things made in the bone marrow? A lot of you guys are putting red blood cells. Absolutely right. So when we talk about um, multiple myeloma, our plasma cells, right, are going to crowd out red blood cells. What else are they going to crowd out? What other things are made in the bone marrow? So you have the plasma cells crowding out the red blood cells. Also, yes, I see it. Also, the white blood cells and the platelets. Okay, 
do me a favor right now. Go ahead and tag your favorite nursing student who needs to hear this lecture later on tonight. So when we talk about plasma cells, um, and let me let me just make sure I have my notes here. So the plasma cells, when nursing instructors are talking about this condition, multiple myeloma, you can interchange plasma cells with myeloma cells. So if I say myeloma cells, I'm just talking about the plasma cells that we originally discussed. Okay, so we have here the 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 cancer. This is a cancer because those plasma cells are doing what? They are rapidly dividing. So this is a cancer. And so what happens is the plasma cells are originally supposed to do what? They are supposed to help us fight infections, right? And so they have a function of uh, producing these proteins to help you fight infections. And it depends on whatever type of plasma cell is the, um, the immunoglobulin that it will produce, right? The way it will fight the infection. So we have these plasma cells and they are rapidly reproducing and that plasma cell is only creating the specific immunoglobulin that it is supposed to create. So you have an overcrowding of a specific immunoglobulin that's crowding out the white blood cells, the red blood cells, and the platelets. That is multiple myeloma. And it's all taking place in the where? In the bone marrow, which is the center of the bone. So we have a lot of different things going on inside of your bone marrow with these myeloma cells, myeloma cells. So again, when we talk about multiple myeloma, the plasma cells, uh, they have a rapid growth in the bone marrow and this is going to lead to the bone being compromised it's going to lead to a destruction of the bone skeletal destruction we're going to call that dyscrasia all right we're going to call that dyscrasia now also what's going to happen is the proteins right that these out of control plasma cells are producing they're going to start to um, affect, they're going to start to leak out because of the, the widespread growth and they're going to get into the blood where they should never be. And then consequently, because they're in the blood, what is going to try to filter out these proteins? What organ is going to try to filter out these proteins that are re released and it's going to lead to uh, a damage to that organ. Think about that. What organ am I thinking about? Yes, good job, Samaria. It is going to be the a consequence of the kidney to say, I need to clean up this blood. And the kidney is not supposed to come into contact with these proteins. So as the kidney is trying to help the rest of the body out, um, it is going to become damaged in the process. And isn't that so amazing how our body is created that an organ will say, I will suffer so that the rest of the body can function adequately. So in many conditions, our kidneys take the hit for us because it is trying to um, correct an issue that is going on somewhere else. So we have that here and we call that smoldering, smoldering. And so the, the classifications of the multiple myeloma, uh, we could say it's on a spectrum where it is precancerous. And then also you can, uh, you can also subdivide the multiple myeloma by the type of the monoclonal protein that is being produced. Now that is not necessarily something that you need to memorize for NCLEX, but for your understanding, you should know that there are different types of immunoglobulins for your immune protection. You have your IgG, your IgA, right? Your IgM. We do know them. We do learn them in anatomy, but we don't need to memorize them for NCLEX, but it makes sense that the immune system is comprised of different types of immunoglobulins. 
So I hope you are tracking with me as we talk about this rapid plasma growth, which we call multiple myeloma, multiple myeloma. And so what are the clinical manifestations of multiple myeloma? Well, now that we understand the, the rapid growth, the destruction of the bone uh, cells, I bet you guys can figure out some of the clinical consequences of having this condition. There is a really great acronym called CRABS, and this is how your patient will present clinically. So try to try to hypothesize how these things are happening because for next-gen NCLEX, you must be able to make a connection between the clinical presentation of your patient to the pathophysiology of what is going on, what is going on. So when we talk about um, crabs, the first thing that we are going to see is that, hey, our patient's calcium levels are high in the blood, okay? Now, why would that be? Why would that be that your patient would be hypercalcemic? When we talk about, um, when we talk about multiple myeloma, well, we're going to have that because what is breaking down? What did we say would begin to break down? Because the center is not strong. The bone marrow is not strong. So you're going to have some bone destruction. And that bone destruction is high in what? <laughs> it is high in calcium. Yeah. So the bones are breaking down. That calcium is being broken down. We're going to see that in the blood. And so if you draw your patient's blood, you will see an increased level of calcium because of that. Great job. Now, why would there be renal insufficiency? What did we talk about there? Uh, our patient having some renal damage. Well, our patient's going to have renal damage because the plasma cells or myeloma cells are going to be spilling out of the bone marrow into the blood. And then the kidneys are going to try to filter out. Yep, exactly. The kidneys are going to try to filter out these proteins that are being produced in the body. They're going to say, get these proteins out of here. They're not helpful. They should not be traveling all over the body. Okay, good job. Um, now, also, we have here anemia. Well, you guys tell me, why would our patient on a... Um, if we do a complete blood count, why are we going to see, why are we going to see anemia? And I'm loving the comments. When you come in and you show the comments, then you're actively participating in class. So I don't want to just always give you guys the answers. I want you to at least try to figure out a little bit of it or do your best guess. Because guess what? When you take NCLEX, I won't be there. All you will have is my memory of what we do every Monday or Wednesday, become the winning Wednesday. But Mondays at noon, we're right about here. So we are going to have the, the red blood cell, um, the red blood cell count low because remember the multiple myeloma is taking up the red, uh, I'm sorry, the multiple myeloma is taking up area in the bone marrow where the red blood cells are supposed to be hanging out. So the red blood cells are not going to be able to produce. They're not going to be able uh, to take up their appropriate space because, hey, you got these uh, plasma cells that are taking up room from everybody. So that's why we're going to see anemia. We're going to see a low platelet count, right? And low white blood cell count. Good job. The bone lesions, bone pain, and fractures, we already addressed with the calcium levels being high. With multiple myeloma, we're going to have a rapid breakdown, rapid turnover of the bone cells. And so that's going to cause damage to our patients. They're going to have these lesions or these dense spaces in the bone. And then, of course, going back to renal insufficiency, so because our kidneys are trying to handle 
this huge job of filtration, you're going to have serum protein and urine protein levels to be elevated. And I like to ask this question to my nursing students whenever we are studying cardiac issues or uh, renal issues. I will ask them, how much protein should we expect to see in our urine? Can anybody give me a number of how much protein is acceptable in the urine? And I love, I love these clinical questions because they help to see if you can make the connection between healthy and unhealthy. So I asked the question, how much protein should we see in the urine? And that answer, good job, I didn't trick you. There should be no protein in the urine ever, 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 ever. So we know clinically, if a patient has protein in their urine, like if a pregnant woman comes in and we do that urinalysis that we do every doctor's appointment and she has protein in the urine, well, we know that something is not right. Something is not right. So um, this is a sign that there is some sort of disease process happening. Great job. Great job. So crabs will help you to stay in line with multiple myeloma as you are learning this condition. Um, so that is a good acronym to have. Now, also, you're going to have uh, just some things. Um, spinal cord compressions, which makes sense because we talked about the patient having um, some bone lesions, peripheral neuropathy. And this is going to be a result of having the additional plasma proteins in the body circulating. They're going to be traveling all over the place. And this is not going to be great. Encephalopathy, because the kidneys are going to be reduced in their capacity to filter. And so what will have the opportunity to increase in the body that causes encephalopathy or that causes confusion in our patients? What is that thing that increases? And let me give you a hint. We usually talk about this thing increasing when a patient has uh, renal failure. And so what kind of diet do we put them on? Mm, what kind of diet do we put them on? Because we don't want this to build up in the patient's body. So anytime a patient has compromises with their kidneys, then they have a hard time um, releasing proteins. And when proteins are stuck in the body for a long time, then they create ammonia. Yes, great job. So ammonia, when it increases in the body, can lead to mental confusion. And um, we, we call that sometimes encephalopathy because of the high ammonia levels. So that's something we're going to see. And so we're just making the connection of these very familiar terms and we're just applying them to the NCLEX condition of the week, of the week. And so this is a good mental exercise for nurses. And infections, how are infections going to be related to multiple myeloma? And I think we know this because multiple myeloma is an immune dysfunction. It's an immune dysfunction. So we're going to be more at risk for infections if we don't have a healthy immune system. Okay, now I want you guys to stay tracking with me because we do have NCLEX questions coming about this topic. Now, the detection of multiple myeloma, we can do a couple different things and the doctor will prescribe these things. It's just your job to understand why is it happening? So we're gonna look for monoclonal proteins. And again, these monoclonal proteins are just going to signify that there is a specific plasma cell that is rapidly producing more than we expect. And so the term to acquire the specific protein is plasma electrophoresis, electrophoresis, okay? And that's where you can divide out blood or urine for a specific element. Now, we also could do the CBC, which I mentioned was the complete blood count. And a complete blood count is going to show us if we have 
some anemia, right? Or if there is some other sort of cytopenia that the patient may be experiencing. So it's, it's kind of ruling out any other conditions, but also with multiple myeloma, we are going to be expecting, we are going to be expecting some anemia for that patient. Okay. All right. Now let us talk about the bone studies. The bone studies are going to help us to know the integrity of the bone. The bone marrow biopsy is going to be a little bit more, it's a more in, you know, invasive procedure, but again, it will give us the uh, makeup of the bone at the time. And then the urinalysis will tell us if there's any elevated uh, protein levels in the urine. So all of those things will give you a clinical picture and help the doctor to make the best decision. And sometimes, you know, you go into the hospital and you're like, why are there so many tests ordered for this one patient? But you now can see how each diagnostic test is giving you a little bit information to be more accurate, to be more confident in the diagnosis that you're making, because the diagnosis really is just an educated guess. It really is just an educated guess. How do we manage, how do we manage multiple myeloma? And again, guys, this is how you should be studying for NCLEX. The topic, defining the topic, understanding the abnormalities of the topic, and then moving to the clinical symptoms, and then moving to the diagnosis, and then moving to the treatment. And so at the end of your study session, you have a very good picture of what is going on. So when we talk about how do we treat this condition, we are looking at a medical treatment and a surgical treatment. And that makes, uh, that makes sense. So, you know, clients with this condition, the treatment is going to determine whether, whether the patient is in, getting an aggressive form of the treatment or if they're getting, you know, a more conservative form of the treatment. And so the standard, if you have a standard risk, then you're going to be, um, you know, be initiated with some chemotherapy because this is a cancer and possibly you're going to get a stem cell transplant um, and stem cell support or stem cell transplant is just basically bone marrow transplant. And usually, um, you know, the, the doctor is going to decide who gets that who gets the standard risk or the high risk. And so chemotherapy is in combination with the stem cell transplant plus maintenance chemotherapy. And that is going to be for the high risk, high risk treatment. Um, clients with smoldering myeloma are going to be treated with uh, lenalidomide, which is an immunodeficiency delaudatory, <laughs> immunologatory agent. And this is going to help with um, boosting up the immune system, as well as the dexamethasone, which is a, um, a steroid, a steroid. So both of those together. Now, um, the major side effect of getting a immunomodulatory agent is going to be neutropenia and thrombocytopenia, okay? So I'm just gonna say that now, as well as you may have some issues with blood clots, venous thromboembolism, um, and peripheral neuropathy, okay? So, now is our time that we talked about the treatment. Now is our time to do our NCLEX questions based off of what you have been studying. Now, we know that we do the bonus question challenge by this week. We're gonna see if YouTube can give us our likes to reach the bonus question. And I'm telling you guys, these questions, especially if you join late, these questions are, are a little bit more challenging because of the subject topic, multiple myeloma. So if you get three 
out of the, no, if you get two of these questions right, I'm very happy for today's class. All right, so we're gonna, we have four questions for you guys. We currently have, on my phone, I'm looking, we currently have 27 likes and we have uh, 200 people watching. So if we can go from 27 to 70 likes, then we'll unlock the bonus question. So YouTube, it's on you to get to 70 likes by our fourth question. Here is our first question, guys. Okay, it is this, 50-50 share goal. Let's go. The nurse knows that plasma cells are found in the blank and when it is activated, it releases blank. Is it number one, bone marrow and antigens, two, kidneys and antibodies, three, bone marrow and antibodies, or four, peripheral blood and antigens? Ooh, <laughs> I told you guys, this is challenging, but these are really good questions because they're um, prepping for next gen where you can have um, an XY question, which means you have to be able to correlate the two blank spaces and how they work together. So this is a perfect next-gen question. We're getting ready for that. And so if you don't have my NCLEX review program and you're taking next-gen NCLEX, you really need to get into that question bank so you can do more of these questions like this. Okay, let's see those answers. Lots of threes. And it, honestly, if you got this one right, you probably really have an understanding of multiple myeloma. So correct answer to this is going to be three, 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 three. Yes, plasma cells are found in the bone marrow and is activated in the lymph node organs. So that means it's going to release antibodies in responses to infections. All right, good job. That was bone marrow and antibodies. A lot of people picked one, you saw antigens, okay? Um, so make sure that you are reading, slow down just a tad bit and read, read, read. Make sure that you are um, picking what you really intend to pick. Nothing worse than getting an NCLEX question wrong that you actually did know the answer to. Did know the answer to. Okay, let me do this. Question number two says this. Mm. The nurse understands that plasma cell dyscrasia or monoclonal gammopathy happens when activated plasma cells release antibodies in the lymph nodes. Activated plasma cells release limited antibodies in the lymph nodes. Activated plasma cells release large amounts of antibodies in the bone marrow. Activated plasma cells release large amounts of antigens in the bone marrow. Mm -hmm. Let's say a few guys here. Uh-huh. And this was one that I had um, I gave during the lecture and I kind of snuck it in there because I didn't really tell you guys <laughs> that this would be an NCLEX question. I just want to see if you were paying attention. And so the correct answer is this is the outgrowth of multiple myeloma. And the correct answer is number three again, when we have those myeloma or activated plasma cells uh, releasing a large amount of antibodies in the bone marrow. So there is a um, call it proliferation, okay? So the plasma cells have proliferated in the bone marrow, also called plasma cell dyscrasia or release paraproteins. And so these paraproteins can be classified as immunoglobulin or non-immuno or light chains, all right? Um, but the main idea is that, again, the plasma cells are taking up a lot of room in the bone marrow, which makes the bone marrow weak, which makes the bone marrow incompetent to actually fight off infections. Great job. Great job, everybody. And now let's move on to question number three. Ah, okay. 
The client asks a nurse, how does smoldering multiple myeloma develop into multiple myeloma? The nurse best response is when the bone marrow no longer develops plasma cells. When plasma cell dyscrasia develops tumors in the bone. When plasma cell dyscrasia proliferates in the bone's blood and urine. When the client develops in organ damage. What say if you guys, what say if you guys on, on how this thing happens? All right. <laughs> Good job. I thought these were tough. You know why these aren't tough? You know why these are not tough? Because you went to class first. That's why. But if I would have started off with these questions, you see the difference? You guys are so confident and so confident because we did what? We reviewed the subject first. I'm proving my own point here because I only see right answers. So amazing. Number three. Oh man, three again. <laughs> All right. So anyways, this, um, we call it smoldering when we call it smoldering when the um the plasma cells now they begin to be they everywhere now they're in the bones they're in the blood right they're in the urine this is when it's smoldering wow good job all right question number 4 question number 4 is going to be this to assess the presence of monoclonal proteins in the blood, the nurse anticipates the following test to be ordered. Mm. Um, urine protein electrophoresis, a two complete blood cell count, three serum protein electrophoresis, or four complete metabolic panel. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. All right, now we are talking about these proteins in the blood. I got some division here. Uh-huh. So you have to make a really, um, a really good choice here. And I would say you had to really pay attention in class. You really had to pay attention in class because this was something that we covered, but we didn't spend a lot of time on it. We didn't spend a lot of time on it. So if you get this one right, it's because you were paying attention in class. And if you didn't get it right, it's because you were really close um, and you just need to hear it again. So best, best, best case scenarios for both because you're actually here to learn. Think about how many nursing students don't have an understanding of this topic and they will get to NCLEX and not know what to pick. So I'm glad that you guys are here today. Correct answer, when we talk about um, trying to ascertain the presence of monoclonal proteins, you are not going to see that in a complete blood count. You're going to need that serum electrophoresis. Remember, I said it's the electrophoresis that allows you to separate out different parts of the blood. So we are, um, we are staying on trend here with... <laughs> The answer being number three, number three, um, right here, right here. So do we all understand why we will go with electrophoresis? Because if I, if a doctor orders just a complete blood count, I'm not going to see, um, I'm not going to see the proteins that I need to see. I'm not going to see the proteins that I need to see on, on a complete blood count. Um, and so I am going to encourage you, if you have not subscribed to my channel, on YouTube, please do, because we have been doing a medical or electronic health record reviews for patients. And that includes looking at their laboratory values, looking at their orders. We have literally been doing that since um, November. So we will be doing more as we prepare for next gen NCLEX. It's important for you to understand when you're looking at an electronic health record, what the orders mean, what the blood tests mean. Okay. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Okay. Um, and so again, somebody may have been confused. And I see that's a great answer. Uh, a urine protein electrophoresis. So some of you guys picked 
number one, but the question is specifically saying what? We're looking for the presence, not in the urine, in the blood, okay? So um, we, we have to really, we have to really get into um, a habit of reading clearly, all right? Slowing down. And we are talking about only answering the question that's in front of us, okay? We're, we're only answering the question that's in front of us. We're not answering the questions in our mind. And that's very important that when you go and take the NCLEX, you take the NCLEX that's in front of you, not the one that you make up in your mind. Because we do that when we're like so excited and we're so anxious, we go ahead and start adding extra words. Okay. All right. So anyways, let me, um, let me, we, we did the answer and then we all understand. Okay. Actually, you guys are doing very well because I, um, I, I said two out of three, but most of you guys got, you got all four of these right, or you got three out of four. So the question was, did we make our bonus goal for today? Did we make our bonus goal for today? And our bonus goal, I think I said was 70. And so if I look on my phone for the YouTube likes, we have 86. We have 86. So uh, congratulations. You unlocked the bonus question. Shout out to YouTube for your faithfulness you usually get um, our, our goals right. So that's really cool. Let's do this one here. And this is a good one, pharmacology time. <laughs> All right, a client with multiple myeloma is recommended to start with lenalidomide. The nurse knows that one of the side effects of this medication is number one, pruritus, two, neutropenia, three, thrombocytosis, or four, insomnia insomnia which one we gonna go with come to class that's how you pass that's it that's that's the new thing should we replace that with can will must pass NCLEX I don't know I like come to class that's how you pass <laughs> no 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 we got too much too many t-shirts to say can will must pass NCLEX can't can't go back gotta keep that rolling <laughs> and but honestly this is what's working for you guys. Check out the formula. Don't switch it up. This is the winning formula. You guys come to these classes. We study as a group together. You're not trying to read it on your own in the library somewhere alone. And we make a great understanding of the topic quickly. The correct answer is indeed neutropenia. And I told you guys about this medication. So you can know lenalidomide is an immunodel immunomodulatory agent and affects the functioning of the immune system, which can lead to low white blood cell counts, specifically the neutrophils. And it also can cause thrombocytopenia, venous embolism, and peripheral neuropathy. Great job, everybody. Multiple myeloma has been served up and you guys came, you, you ate it up and you demonstrated that you did indeed digest it properly. And I am now prepared to go into our Monday motivation for this week. Congratulations, everybody. Three out of five, four out of five, five out of fives. Looking good. Wow. Monday motivation. This is our next MM of the week. We did multiple myeloma. Here's Monday motivation. Worry-free lifestyle. And I am pulling from the comments that I received. Whenever I talk about my NCLEX review, um, I get these comments when people see V2. What if I can't pass the exam? Regina, is this gonna help me? NCLEX is changing. I need to know what to do. What if my anxiety attacks um, again during the exam? We talk about anxiety. I do an anxiety workshop with you guys. What if my money, people are like, man, the money, I what? the $89, what if it goes to waste? What, what if all that I'm doing is not going to be enough? And so I read these comments for, from you guys. And honestly, I get these type of comments every day and I can relate to them. I have been a nursing student. I have taken the NCLEX exam. And so I know that these comments are very real. How many of you have these comments? How many of you guys struggle you know, with these thoughts of what if I can't pass again? Did you know that most of the people here probably are repeat test takers? I'm not even going to ask. 
but most of the people that find Remar find me after they have already um, studied with a a Kaplan or a UWorld or a Hearst or um, any other review. They've taken NCLEX and they failed it. Uh, and so then they find Remar. And so they're here, but they're repeat test takers. And so one of the biggest hurdles that I overcome with dealing with repeat test takers is a fear of failing again. Or people saying, I hear what you're saying, but I don't know if this is going to work for me. Even though when they come to class and they study with me, they understand. Okay. Even though when they answer my questions, they get them right. So these questions here, anxiety, uh, having PTSD from, you know, spending money, a lot of it, right? It's very expensive. It's very expensive to take and pass NCLEX. How many of you know that? And so, yes, every dollar that you, you know, you go into investing, uh, you go into investing is important to you. And I know you guys still have to pay for the exam. And so that's why I really keep our um, our prices reasonable here at Remar. Right now, the course is it's only, you know, $89. <laughs> so I, um, I, 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 I respond based off of the comments. But I need to tell you this. If you struggle with worry, if you struggle with not feeling like you can do it and worrying has become a part of your routine, I can just say very clearly, worrying is useless, okay? It will not help you. It doesn't help you, especially if you're with somebody else and you guys are worrying together. Sometimes we, we, we find like-minded individuals and we, uh, we worry about NCLEX together. So it won't help you. All right. Um, so when I say, when I say you can, you will, you must, that is something that I want you to replace with the, with the negativity. I want you to replace the worrying thoughts with these thoughts because you really can, but you do need to have perseverance because this is a, a journey. Okay. So that means you can't be confident one day, but then go back to worrying the next day or even the next hour. So during Monday motivation, you're very confident. But then after that, you worrying. Okay. Um, you will, you really will pass NCLEX, but you need to face the fear. That means you have to try again. Even if you failed in the past, you have to understand that uh, failing NCLEX one day is not a lifetime sentence. All right. You take it again another day. You very well can pass. How do I know that? Because I have had nursing students who have tested 10 times and failed. And then they go for the 11th time and they pass and they don't care about the 10 times anymore. And I'll tell you guys this. I guarantee that a patient won't ever ask you, well, how many times did you fail NCLEX? They won't ask you that. Now patients are just grateful that you actually went to nursing school. They're happy about that, okay? You must, you really must do this, but you need to believe in yourself, okay? You have to believe in yourself. As much as I believe in you, it won't mean a thing if you don't believe in yourself. And if you have those three things going on, okay? And plus, you know, I always say this, with God, it's possible, okay? So you have that type of mentality. You have that type of foundation. You have that type of drive. And you just put that towards a very short period of time. I'm talking four weeks, but I know that there are people out here who've been struggling with the NCLEX since the 90s. I know there's somebody watching me that has been um, having this hang over their head, going to bed at night with this, waking up in the morning with this test since probably, what, 2010, 2002? There is somebody that has been carrying this test around with them for over a decade. Not because you can't take it, but you just 
haven't faced the challenge fully. You haven't fully committed. You haven't gotten, honestly, if I'm being totally honest, you have not got tired of being in the same place. I actually would like to say, if you're stuck in the same place, it's because you like it there. Because there is always something you can do to move out of uncomfortable situations. God has given you the biggest blessing he could give you, which is time. Time is a scarce resource and not everybody gets to get it. So if you have that blessing, you need to be doing it to your advantage. Okay. Um, so the least you can do if you have not moved forward in any direction is get into my free trial. Just start there. Go to the free trial. Take a take a lecture. Do the pregnancy lecture. Get back into the habit. All right. Um, of just studying. Okay. All right. Um, so I, I say this. Worrying doesn't take away tomorrow's troubles. It only takes away today's peace. That's it. And like I said, the most important time that you have is Monday. Today is Monday. Welcome to Monday. What are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's mighty quiet in the comments, but I know somebody there is saying amen. <laughs> I know somebody there is like, I, I agree with this. I agree with this. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know who I'm talking to. I know my audience. I know my Remar nurses and I know the struggles, um, you know, that we, we, we face and our challenges are, are very similar. Our challenges all are very, very similar. So don't feel like you're alone on this journey. You're not alone on this journey, but this is your opportunity that you have to go out and reach. Okay. This is your opportunity that you have to go out and reach. So like I said, with, um, you know, I'm challenging you guys to get into the free trial of my program is free. So it's so free. You don't even have to put in no credit card information. Just go get in there and do that first section. You're going to have some um, you're going to be able to download a workbook. You are going to be able to take the, the pregnancy lectures and you are going to be able to take some quizzes. That's it. OK, do that if you don't have anything going on for yourself. And when you click on um, when you click on my website, you're going to see um, the 30 day challenge. OK, which is just a challenge video. All right. But what I want you to do more so is click on the um, the NCLEX review. OK, so the first one, the first circle here in the trial version is going to say 30 day challenge. Just go right to the NCLEX review. You can create a free account. All right. And then you can watch the entire first section of my NCLEX review course. And that's it. You can do that this week. All right. This is the rest of them. All of my lecture videos are here and you can see it, it's not, it don't take much. It don't take much to be successful. Um, if you have a plan and a structure. Okay. So go and get into the free trial, do this very first section. I promise you, you will, you will not consider it time wasted. You will consider it time given back to you because you won't have to go back and study them. All right. Now, if you have my full program, the question bank is going to be there for you too. Okay. If you get the $89 package, the question bank is going to be there and you're going to be able to create exams. And also you'll be able to um, go back and do exams too. So uh, let me just try to see if I can do, let me see if I can take a test. I don't know where I left off at. But you'll be able to populate exams. If you are taking the next-gen NCLEX, my question bank does have the next-gen items for you. Okay, all of the next-gen items are in here if you are preparing for that um, exam. If your nursing school is not doing these questions with you, even more so, you need to be... Um, you need to be in, in my program.
If your nursing school is not doing next-gen question types with you in case studies, then we need to be um, we need to be talking about how you go on to do case studies. All right, you need to be able to look for the chart. Um, all right, the question here is: Can V two be used as a remediation for NCLEX? It depends on the state. Um, you have to go and you have to go by your state board. Some some state boards will allow you to use my course and they'll just have me fill out an affidavit saying that you completed it. And I do that all the time. So check with the state board or just send me an email at support at remarreview.com. All right. Um, going back to the course, you also have to be able to uh, prioritize orders and be able to highlight them. And so in V2, you have the capability of doing that. Okay, so again, with the trial version, you won't have the question bank, but you will have the lectures, which I want you to start doing. And then if you get the if you get the full program, you'll be able to do, uh, for example, this is a, a matrix question. All right. Um, and you have to, you know, you just have to be able to interpret the clinical symptoms of your patient. You have to be able to do that. And making sure that everything lines up. Okay, select all that apply. And I get this question a lot about next gen. You're still gonna have the basic formatting questions that you have. So in the question bank, you'll have your single choice, your select all that apply. Uh, you're filling the blank. Those are all going to be a part of the testing structure for next gen. But these other question type items you need to be comfortable with. Okay. You need to be comfortable with. And so um, you'll be able to check your answers. You will get um, partial scoring in my V2. So it will, it will um, give you credit for what you got right. And then what you didn't get right it will not give you credit for. And then if something is partially correct, you'll be able to, um, you will be able to know what you got right and what you got wrong. But again, I think, you know, having the clickable tabs and being able to have the electronic health records, this is significant for you as a study tool. And so I'm just encouraging. Oh. Battery running low. Okay. Um, nursing students to jump in. And like I said, just start with the free trial. Don't even worry about the question bank. Uh, if like, again, I said the question bank comes later anyways, but just start with the lectures because those will help you to understand. Um, those will help you to understand how to just process the information, which is the biggest hurdle. Okay. All right, guys. So if your nursing license is important to you, all right, if your nursing license is important to you, then you do not need to waste another day. All right. Okay. Um, and we will absolutely be praying for you guys. Remember this, you can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. You can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. I will see you guys later. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for watching. All right. Have a wonderful and blessed week, everybody. Bye-bye.